Hello, I'm Claudia Winkleman. I've teamed up with Vodafone Business to talk to some incredible entrepreneurs. Welcome to an extra episode of Business Unusual. Just over a year ago, I had my first little bite of magic when I tried mochi ice cream for the very first time. They're called Little Moons and they're the invention of a brother and sister whose parents ran a bakery. Vivian and Howard, uh, thank you so much for joining me again. I love talking to you the first time. Um, I tried them. My head exploded and the rest of the UK, the world, has discovered your invention just in case anybody didn't hear that first episode, I might ask you to go back and tell me about the creation of Little Moons and why it happened. So Little Moons, um, I guess it goes back to the creation probably from our childhood. Um, our parents ran an Asian bakery and one of the products they made was um, traditional mochi. And we decided to innovate it by filling it with um, gelato ice cream. And so we started that in 2010, Vivian and I. Um, it took us two years to develop the recipe and get it to a, a place where we're really happy. And then we started selling it to restaurants around London. So some of our first customers were Yo Sushi and Nobu. And then we started growing from there, really. Um, and then we started launching into supermarkets. And that's when all this craziness kicked off. Yeah, we launched into Whole Foods in 2015. And then slowly we then got into Ocado and Waitrose, Tesco's. And then that got us up to January when uh, the TikTok craze hit and we ended up being listed in Morrison, Sainsbury's, Asda. I know, it's been a crazy couple of months. All our dreams came true in the last six months. <laughs> it, it really did. Little Moon's dreams came true. And we'll talk about that extraordinary rise in just a minute. But I remember talking to you and you guys were packing the boxes. You were like, I don't know, we'll give it a go. You were incredibly hands-on. I was fascinated about what it was like working with a sibling and... Do you remember those times? Can you immerse us in the beginning of going, I don't know whether they'll like this. I've got no idea. But hey, pass me the tape machine and we'll box this up and fingers crossed. Yeah, I, I remember it vividly, actually. I think at the beginning, we always had a lot of faith in the product and thought they tasted amazing so ourselves. But the real question was, would other people share in our passion for, 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 for mochi ice cream? And I think at each stage, it's been like a critical moment for us to get sort of proof of concept. So when we first won the listing at Yo Sushi, we were like over the moon, like super happy. But then immediately we're looking ahead thinking, God, will it sell? Will it stay on the menu? Um, I wonder if people are liking it. So we'd sort of like scour uh, Twitter or whatever for literally any mention of mochi and yo sushi and just to hear some feedback and like wait for what the chef was saying. And I think it was the same at each stage. So when we first launched into um, Whole Foods, Whole Foods, we were like, is this going to work in a, in a shopping centre? Because what people eat in restaurants and what people buy in supermarkets is very different. Yeah. And so when we heard it was selling really well at Whole Foods, the next stage was... Like, okay, so Whole Foods is okay, but let's be honest, it's a little bit bougie. Um, will it translate into somewhere like Ocado and then Waitrose? And so every bit has been this moment for us holding our breath to think, okay, have we reached the ceiling of, you know, where how niche Little Moons will be or how mainstream will it be? And so it keeps kind of pleasantly surprising us how yeah. like how universal it seems to be. Because Waitrose, when they first launched us, I think it was just in the sort of home counties, London stores. And so there was always a question mark, can we go nationwide? And so when we launched into Tesco's, again, it was like deep breath, are we going to sell in sort of like the areas outside of London? And it did sell really well, but then TikTok hit and it was the best marketing campaign we could have. We, I mean, we didn't even start it, but it was brilliant mm -hmm. for us. I think the last time we spoke, I think we might have talked about 
the challenge of educating people about little meads yeah. and we, we were kind of we're doing this ourselves it wasn't a movement with lots of companies going into uh, an area such as vegan for example so it's taken a 10-year journey of plugging away doing stalls doing lots of um, demonstrations and sampling and 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 just educating the market on mochi but we couldn't imagine TikTok sort of accelerating that three or four years and all of a sudden almost overnight all your hard work is kind of done and all your plans is is kind of happening yeah. organically. But I think because we started from um, from when we started it was such a small business and we did everything ourselves we still feel quite humbled by that and so whilst people think we're an overnight success we know we've been working really hard behind the scenes to get there and so as we've had to scale up production it's meant that we have you know, we, we appreciate the new skills that we need to, to take a company from start to where we are to then continue growing. It's 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 completely different. So we're definitely not packing on the on the uh, on the cold concrete floor anymore. Please tell me you're not. <laughs> um, we haven't had to do that, but um, you know, we've we've been managing, you know, building capacity in our current factory and and, and sort of managing marketing and, and lots of sales inquiries. So it's definitely now a different skill base. What's it like? working together because I remember last time Vivian you left a big job in the city to do this with your brother and but you said it really works because you have totally different skills yeah tell me more Vivian we're still completely different but it has worked so well and I've I've spoken to a lot of entrepreneurs about this and they say if you choose a business partner almost do a psychometric test to make sure that you aren't just picking someone who's very similar to you and you just get on because you you, you enjoy doing the same things so luckily enough I think by by luck um, <laughs> we've been working together for many years until we did a psychometric test and realized that we had absolutely opposing uh, skill base. Yeah, and for the first few years when um, there wasn't really defined roles mm. and we just sort of picked what we liked to do and then anything that fell in between and no one did, we used to blame each other for <laughs> yeah. not doing. And so it's it a little bit dysfunctional and then we also used to live together and that's just very intense. Yeah. But after this psychometric test and also after dividing our roles into sort of what, what suits us best, it's worked really, really well, actually. I think we each add like a different way of thinking to the business and that at certain times... Um, you know, one way of thinking wins over the other. And actually, we rarely disagree after having a long discussion about it. I think a moment that really resounds in my head is this moment about deciding whether or not to pull the trigger on a new factory. And it was like a, a huge investment for us, a really long lease. Um, the rent and rates alone would eat up all of our profits. And um, this was pre-Brexit. There were yeah. rumours about Brexit, but, we, you know, a lot of our a lot of our business was with Europe. And so when the announcement came out that 100% Brexit was happening. No one really knew what that meant, but I knew we'd just signed a contract. I was like, I'm really regretting this. Can we, is there any way we can like backtrack on this? Because I think this could be like a catastrophic error. And I said, no, we're doing this. <gasps> yeah, and Viv just had this gut feel. Yeah. She was like, no, no, we're doing this. And I remember that's a pivotal point because if, if we'd made the other decision, then we just literally wouldn't have been able to manage the demand that we've seen. I think we would have just sort of stopped in our tracks. So, And then since then, we've had loads of challenges, not just with the threat of Brexit, yeah. but then the sort of like delays with Brexit. I think it was supposed to happen a year before and then we delayed and delayed. And that that's always difficult for a business to manage because you never know exactly when it's going to happen. And then the rules around it, it was hard to, it's hard for a business to plan. So we didn't necessarily know how we'd be exporting you know, yeah. lots of chat. And then COVID hit and we just moved into our new factory. We'd invested all of this money and we opened it in January 2020 and then we closed it in March 2020. Because... COVID. So lots of challenges. But yeah. basically the summary is different ways of looking on. at things is a, a good thing. You still get on. Tell me about who is more tech savvy and how important is that to Little Moons? Being slightly younger, 
than Viv. I'm a bit more tech savvy. Oh, harsh. <laughs> a little bit more tech savvy, but um, the, I guess I'm not that tech savvy because I think I realized I wasn't cutting edge when Snapchat came out. And I was just like, what's the point of the picture disappearing? This is completely ridiculous. And, and then obviously it went on to like be hugely successful um and I was like okay I'm not that you know up to speed with the kids anymore I'm no longer a kid I'm sort of getting older but yeah I'm, I'm the sort of tech savvy one I would say and on the subject of tech we will talk TikTok and what has happened to your business more from my chat with Vivian and Howard in just a moment but first I just want to introduce a brilliant new initiative from Vodafone Business In the last year, there's been a huge rise in the need for businesses to get online. Small and medium enterprises make up 99.9% of the UK's business population. Founders and entrepreneurs have never had so many decisions to make when it comes to technology. Digital skills are more important than ever, but at least a third of small business owners in the UK said they aren't sure which tools will best suit their needs. Many haven't invested in any digital support. Some have only the most basic cybersecurity. That's why Vodafone have introduced Business.Connected, a free online training program to support 100,000 businesses across the UK. It offers free webinars, workshops and online training modules. There are different levels of upskilling to cater to those just starting their online journey, as well as businesses looking to build on existing experience. Find out more via Vodafone Business Online Knowledge and Resource Centre. Hub, where you can sign up to business.connected and connect your business to the free tools and training you need to digitally transform. Search Vodafone Business VHub. We're revisiting Little Moons just because we couldn't not with Vivian and Howard Wong because a year ago you were absolutely smashing it. People loved it. People were talking about it. You were introducing a Japanese dessert to people who hadn't tried one before. But then... Something happened called TikTok. So, yeah, as you say, our business was already, it felt like we were already growing really strongly. It was getting momentum. We were getting out there into more retailers. More and more people had heard about us. And so we thought things were going phenomenally well. Um, And then I think it was in January, I remember sitting on my sofa and we'd had a message from our team to say, oh, you know, we're getting quite a few posts on TikTok now. So I like rush on my phone, check out TikTok, search for hashtag little means. And I'm scrolling and I remember like both my, my fiance Meki and I were just, our eyes lit up because we were scrolling and we we're scrolling, scrolling and scrolling and it just wouldn't stop. And we we're like, this is unbelievable because I, I used to get a kick when I saw any random person posting about Little Means. It was an amazing feeling, you know, someone out there is talking about your product. And all of a sudden it's people up and down the country of kind of a demographic that's probably different from our usual consumer, to be honest, um, but still amazing to see. And it li- literally was just mind blowing. Tell me about the demographic, because I was quite interested in that you said it and Vivian, you nodded. You went, yes, babe. Who normally is eating Little Moons and who was on TikTok? So our our demographic is usually um, probably people in their 20s to 30s, um, quite foodie, um, probably working um, and you know, into world cuisines and just, just generally a little bit older, I'd say. And the TikTok demographic is probably teeny to early 20s. I mean, it spreads across the whole gamut, but I think the concentration here was sort of the young, younger audience. Yeah. Um, and so it was a surprise to us to see that. But then it, well, it wasn't too surprising, uh, I guess. It's not 
uh, not a complete shock, but um, yeah, just different from our normal demographic. And what it did, I suppose, because I'm t- I don't know, I can't spell TikTok. They don't use C's. I'm confused. But my daughter's always on it. So what it was also doing when you were scrolling is introducing lots of people to the idea, and then they would go, "Mom, can we get this?" or I'm going to go and try it. Is that what happened? And then it just, I mean, I think, I want to use the words 2,000%, but that feels ridiculous. Tell me, Vivian. It was about 2,000% <sighs> increase in sales. And and I think what, I mean, what was what? great... I know, I, it was just so organic. This is what was so lovely about it, was that it wasn't something we had planned. And it was just, it started with one person going to a big Tesco's for an adventure to find Little Moons. And I think we'd all been locked up. It was our only permissible adventure we could go on. We were only allowed to go to supermarkets. And she filmed herself going into a supermarket, finding us on shelf. There was a call to action to buy it. And then she rated it. And I think it just captured people's imagination. And they thought, you know what, let's go do that too. We need some fun. We need a little yes. bit of an adventure. So everyone just started going to these stores to look for it. And and the videos that came out were just brilliantly hilarious. We got lots of calls from um, parents who just saying, I've driven around for like 30 <laughs> bloody miles with my daughter or uh, my son and we haven't been able to find it. Can you uh, send us some over? And, you know, just got no, a million yeah, calls like, like that. There was particularly a dad, quite memorable. He'd driven 80 miles around Wales and he oh. just said, at, at this point, I might as well just drive down to your factory in London because I can't go home without the product. And we, we felt so bad for him. And it was a lot of dads that was doing the, doing the driving. And then we just had anecdotal stories of our friends going to the freezer aisles and seeing just sort of lost men just looking at something and they said are you looking for little moons they're like yes and then they'd go to shelf and it was it was sold out sadly but it was just such a brilliant movement to to see it was such i mean i have friends who can't survive without the mango or the coconut i mean they have to have it in the freezer because that was their treat it's a beautiful size it's delicious it doesn't feel i don't want to use the word naughty but it feels absolutely scrumptious and of a really high quality. And the fact that it keeps selling out just makes her, if there are boxes, I'll buy enough, but I need to buy another freezer. So I always have it. And it hasn't dissipated, has it? Now, once people try it, they it just then gets added to the basket every week. Yeah, I think what's been great is that it has opened it up to a larger demographic. And so once they have tried it, they really love it. And that's, you know, that's really lovely for us to hear that it's, it's, not, it's not just a trend. It's people genuinely trying the product and it's now a staple in their lives. Yeah, and no, I just want to just to, to say that being out of stock everywhere wasn't a tactic from no, us of course. to sort of group. But but I think it has in a way helped. Um, it helped people feel like you know I need to get it when I can't. You know when it's scarcity, you know creates demand. But really, it was just us really trying to scale as fast as we can because all of a sudden with that demand jumping up that high we make everything ourselves it's quite a skilled process to make it so you literally can't hire and train people fast enough to meet that demand so we actually feel really bad about the difficulties people have had uh, finding it some of our long-term customers have said hey i've been buying this since you know five years ago six years ago way before the tiktok trend and now i can't get my hands on it can you like sort it out and we're really trying and i think yeah. we've just got to a stage almost now we've we've started working you know seven day shifts and putting on loads of loads of extra um shift patterns and stuff and and now we're getting into a good place we're sort of just about being able to take a, a breath yeah it's because our factory isn't automated it's just we can't suddenly turn turn the switch yeah. and, and start making it faster they're, they're human involved you know they have lives too and and they and and so everyone has to be trained properly in that and we just didn't want our quality to slide as as we scaled up so that was really important to us because like you said it's great quality we want to keep that it's it's like and i think 
we kind of describe it as a little lift because it's not a treat, it's not naughty. It just, it just gives you that little bit of a lift during the day. Did you ask for advice? Did you read up? Because you must have felt enormous pressure. Like you say, like you're apologising now that some a dad couldn't find it for their kid. It must have been incredibly stressful, although exhilarating. A hundred percent. I think everyone says, you must. it must be so amazing. And I'd say, absolutely, I'm so happy that this has happened. It's, it's an amazing thrill. But then after the novelty wears off, there's just a huge amount of work that needs to be done because all of a sudden all the scaling that you would that normally takes three four five years has to be done in two months and um, it's a little bit overwhelming but I think we're really lucky to have had in place a really really strong team um, to help us so we've got a, a non-executive advisor who has sort of really helping guide us on how we can scale and who we need in the business to help that journey and our marketing director Ross um, has lots of experience and he knew kind of advised on how to translate the TikTok success into sort of real real world success yes. because a lot of people aren't on TikTok and so they would never have heard about the trend. So we were very quick to try and sort of get press coverage on the TikTok trend to just to let people know in the sort of our normal demographic know about sort of the trend. It's just amazing. I also haven't slept for any full night since for the last eight months like no jokes it I mean it is a wonderful place to be but like you said there is like huge pressure as well because from the supermarkets asking because they like to have 100% availability so there is a huge amount of pressure as well getting phone calls saying we can't we can you send any more and we're like we physically can't but we're really trying we're pushing our team so yeah it's been a really overwhelming couple of months I'm so sorry <laughs> you haven't slept Vivian i I want to come and give you a massage, if that doesn't sound too weird. Um, um, regarding when you said real life success, what does that mean financially or what it means for the future of your business? Are you now thinking, well, if we can do this, we can do that? I think it's just sort of fast forwarded our business. Like Howard said, like we would have got yeah. here in five years, but we've just it's, it's just been uh, condensed into eight months or even five months. And so we always had confidence in this product. That's why we started it. But now I think it's just given us that greater impetus to then further invest in the business and to increase our marketing. I think we're going to have some, we had our first out of home marketing campaign over the summer and we have plans to do a lot more marketing projects and things like that. We had our summer van tour as well, which was really fun last week. That sounds amazing. I've spoken to lots of founders and CEOs and and some of them have mentioned burnout. Do you also look after yourselves? Because you're a brother and sister team, Howard, can you... I'm really obsessed that Vivian needs to sleep. I've taken over. No, but can you say, I'm on it, have five days, turn your phone off? Do you do that for each other? Or are you not... You, you just don't have the time for that yet? You're shaking your head, but I was about to say, yes, absolutely, we do that for each other. Um, I think I always say that... Um, we always say that being a sole founder must be a really lonely place. And we have friends who have founded businesses on their own. So we feel really lucky to be able to sort of speak to each other and confide in each other about any issues um, and also to give each other time off. So if, for example, Viv's going to be out of the office this weekend and she said, can you do this while I'm away? Just because you need to, we need someone in the leadership position to sort of do this. And I think we can lean on each other on that. Um, quite yeah. a lot and that really helps with burnout because just having a week off makes all the difference to working solidly through 
a six or 12 month period without any time off. It just, I just, I don't actually yeah. <laughs> can't imagine people doing that. I, yeah, I think you just, you have to be really mindful of burnout and, and, and listen to your body. Cause I think it's such an easy thing to do now. Even if I take a holiday, I take my laptop, I'm on my phone all the time. Cause I just have to keep on top of my emails. So I'm never a hundred percent switched off, but you, I can, t- I heard Gwyneth Paltrow use this phrase and she said she's a white knuckler and that's what I do. I just hold on really, really tight. And I don't realize mm. that I'm holding on so tight until something happens and I just you know I just can't hold it in anymore and it's just too much so I don't want to get to that point so I make sure that you know I get up earlier and I go to the gym at 6 30 because I need to work out because that's my release so I make sure that I'm eating healthier and I actually try and go to bed at 10 because even though you then feel really tired and you want to stay up a bit later just to sort of like have some free time it's counterproductive so I've, I've found a rhythm now whereby I can get up early go do my exercise and be in bed by 10 o'clock and just try and sleep because I like yesterday I woke up like this morning I woke up at one o'clock but you know no, Vivian, I'm taking over. <laughs> I'm taking over your life. You are not taking okay. your laptop and your phone on holiday. <sighs> no, this this ends now, today. <laughs> and you and all right, I suddenly I suddenly took on I became your mum. <laughs> but you need to look after yourself. Yeah, no, I, I recognise that. Um, let's talk about flavours. Because we discussed flavours last time, which was super fun. Your current flavours are, and then I would like you to give an exclusive uh, to us and tell us about future flavours, please. But your current flavours are? Ooh, okay, so um, our most popular flavour is our vegan tropical flavour, which yeah. is a mango and passion fruit. Um, that's that's been amazingly successful. Um, other favourites are pistachio, coconut, yeah. vegan chocolate, uh, mango, salted um, caramel, salted caramel, and we do actually have um, something that's going to be launched in the next few weeks. Uh, very exciting new flavour. Can you tell me? I think I think we can. Okay. Yeah. It's, well, an, ex- it's an exclusive. It's a true exclusive. We've been working for a really long time on a vegan uh, chocolate hazelnut. Oh, delicious! Um, and it's uh, it's a little bit like a, a like an ice cream for a rocher. I, I would say it's like a. Yeah, it's just like oh, got crunchy wow. pieces inside. You oh, can't tell it's it. vegan. Um, you had me so, yeah. at crunch. Yeah, I'll drop you some round. No, you don't. You've no. You okay. are doing nothing other than getting into bed, young lady. <laughs> Howard will do it. <laughs> Howard, get on your bike. I'm joking. Yeah. Um, if I talk to you this time next year, what, what do you think will be happening? I mean, you could never have predicted this. And have you hunted down that TikTok user and said, "P.S. Thanks very much for going to the supermarket that day." <laughs> Absolutely. It's actually not one user. It's a weird no, thing about TikTok. You can't search by You can't find time. the first. Yeah. Yes. So we've contacted the first few and we've um, sent them all thank you packages and stuff like that. Mm. And I think when we launch vegan chocolate hazelnut, we're going to... Um, we're going to give it to the uh, users who post about us first as a thank you. Brilliant. And so, yeah, so that's kind of what we're trying to do. Um, I think we'd like to try and replicate our success um, in Europe, in France and Germany. Yeah. Um, those are quite big markets and we're ready for sale there. So we're, I guess we're trying to figure out way of how to, we, how to supply them better. I have a question. I don't mind who answers it. Vivian, if you're napping, good. Can you please give me three words to describe your business? Our three words are delicious, elevating mm. and unordinary. I'm now going to ask you for the three things your business could not live without. Um, social media. Yes. Our team. Yes. And our customers. That was adorable. 
That's so lovely. Good summary. Thank you both so much for talking to me. It's been so lovely to catch up and massive congratulations on your huge success. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. Vivian, when you turn this off, you're turning your phone off and you're lying down in bed. Okay. That's an order. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you to each of the entrepreneurs and founders who took part in this series of Business Unusual from Vodafone Business. I have loved being part of it. Most of all, thank you so much for listening. Hopefully we'll see you soon. And if you want to start a business, I think the thing we've learned is start one. Please rate and review the podcast and subscribe to hear lots more from the UK's most invigorating entrepreneurs. From me, for now, goodbye.